This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. I need to have this because it is something that I know that I'm going to regret not having in the future if something were to happen. And Willis. It's only going to get thinner. It's only going to get smaller. It's only going to get lighter. Like they're just going to, it's just going to get better. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. We are going all the way back to our roots on this episode, dear listener. We are. We really are for uh, a couple of reasons, mostly because Apple has put out one of the wildest pieces of technology that we've seen in quite a while. Um and we have to talk about that and what that means for the stuff that we care about, movies and TV and all of that good stuff, uh, because no doubt it will have some kind of an impact on that. Uh, before we do that, though, we have to talk about this really interesting merger between a couple of different major companies um, that has to do with sports. One of the yes. biggest money makers in media Probably of all time, I would assume. And I will say, I feel like merger is maybe not quite the right word, but like uh, a. But I don't have a better one. That's the weird. Yeah, it's not. It's a it's like a, a joint venture. Maybe there you go. A joint venture. Okay. Yeah. There we go. A new streaming service. That's what we're Speaking talking. Speaking in corporate. Yes. <laughs> um. So we have to talk about that, and then we have to talk about one of our favorite things, which is physical media, and yes. where the state of that lies, as well as, um you know, the state of streaming and how everything is coming together because things are changing these days really, really quick. And uh, yes. we have to talk about all that. But before we do that, let me go over what's coming out this week. It is, uh, it's not looking good. Done. Yeah, <laughs> it's not looking good these these days, everybody. Uh, we have for theaters, Lisa Frankenstein coming out on the 9th, which I'm like semi-interested in, Zelda Williams. Um, yeah, looks Diablo fun. Cody. Diablo Cody, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll check it out. I don't know if I'll be rushing to the theater for this one, but I'll check it out for sure. I saw, and I don't know if this will be spoilers or not, and I don't think so, but mm -hmm. I saw an article that was like, Diablo Cody speaks on Lisa Frankenstein's ties to Jennifer's body. Oh. Um, which is her movie from 2005. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. So, like, I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess Frankenstein and vampires is not, like, a yeah. hard jump to make. Not you a know? crazy stretch. Um, this is, you know, this is the new, new dark universe. I was going to say, they seem like wildly different tones, but hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to wait until I see it to pass any judgment. Uh, we also have Turning Red hitting theaters for the very first time. This is a re-release uh, hitting theaters on the 9th. This is... Maybe has something to do with the dearth of things that are coming out right now, but also Turning Red is yeah. great, so go check it out. And I had never saw it in a theater because it went straight to Disney Plus in, I believe, 2020. So um, that's pretty cool. That's it for theaters, though, for streaming, for shows. We have Abbott Elementary coming back for a new season on Hulu on the 7th. Uh, just Hyped. one of the better comedies to have landed in the last 10 years. I'm just loving that show every time I, I get to see it uh yes, show i'm not loving so much is halo coming back for season two on paramount plus how 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 i just supposedly it's gonna be better i keep seeing things that are like oh we learned a lot from season one and we've refined what we're doing and i'm like okay it's not unheard of that TV shows have had bad first seasons and gone on to be incredible. It's, but yeah, I don't think that's going to happen here. <laughs> 
we'll see. Pablo Schreiber's taking his helmet off way too much to be a good yeah. Halo show. Um, but anyway, that's what's hitting for shows, for movies. Uh, American Fiction hitting VOD on the 6th. So that's pretty cool. Um, I will I will hopefully be checking that off. Yes. I, quickly. It's got to be it's got to be hitting streaming pretty soon as well. I don't know exactly what the date is or what streaming service it would hit, but that it leads me to believe it'll be I think soon. I read something that it's it, it would be a Disney Plus thing or a Hulu release because I think it's it a 20th uh, century. 20th century, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that's fine. I mean, we have Disney Plus and Hulu, so Yeah. Could be worse. Who knows how long. Um, I will say I do think the VOD is just to buy. That makes sense. That makes sense. So yeah. 20 bucks so, or 20, 30 bucks yeah, maybe. start shelling out for the 20 bucks to, to get these things I know. Here. But you'll own but, it. So that's cool. It's not a rental. Yeah, it's um, just like I own the whale. Yeah, same. Me <laughs> too. I haven't watched it since. <laughs> I, know, I don't know that I'll ever watch it again, but it's there. Uh, we also have Float hitting VOD on the 9th. ISS, the, uh, I think Ariana DuBose is in this film, uh, is hitting yeah. VOD on the 6th. That's uh, That really came That movie away. came out in theaters like... A week ago, yeah, a couple yeah. weeks ago. That's pretty. That's not good. Um, we have Marmalade also hitting VOD on the eighth. Uh, we have the Marvels hitting Disney Plus on the seventh. Uh, you checking that out? I'll finally, finally, be checking that one out. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm curious to I, hear. That's what like think. on my radar enough that I'm like, I'm gonna watch that this week. Yeah, why not? Because I'm curious. Yeah, I'm very curious to hear what you think about that. Uh, we also have Cat Person hitting Hulu on the 9th. And uh, The Last Voyage of the Demeter hitting Paramount Plus on February 11th. It took a long time for that one to hit a it streamer, did, right? which is kind of strange. I think it was on VOD, but I'm like, that came out in fucking like October. So um, yeah. that had some legs, apparently. But that is, uh, that's what we got coming this week, dear listener. And without further ado, let's talk about sports, question mark? <laughs> So yeah, sports, sports po- hashtag sports podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not something you thought we'd ever talk about on this podcast. Uh, that is until Disney, Fox Sports, and Warner Brothers Discovery decided to team up for a sports-specific streaming service, which is set to launch at sometime in fall of 2024. Um, yeah. And that is huge. I mean, that is kind of not a merger like we said at the beginning but it is like a team up between disney and warner brothers which is kind of insane i mean well we know warner brothers is kind of doing whatever they can to make a little bit of scratch on the side (laughs) yeah well and so it's a weird thing with this because and i will speak to football for the most part Mm -hmm. that's what i watch really more than anything um i watch some baseball some hockey you know but uh in terms of football like as it is currently the NHL, NHL, the <laughs> NFL, um, clearly you can see how much I watch sports. Yep. Uh, but the NFL like has contracts with all of these different companies to show the games on TV. Right. You know, like it, they bounce around from CBS to Fox Sports to, you know, M- NBC, whatever, et cetera. Um, so like not the wildest thing, but mm-hmm. the idea that these three companies are getting together to put all kinds of different sports together. Mm-hmm. Um because, and I said this to you before the pod, but like this is for the NFL. That's yes. the big fish. You know what I mean? Like if they're aiming for a fall launch of this, it's before football starts. Um, 100%. But I mean, it also says other major professional sports leagues, tennis grand slams, combat sports, and college games. So like, yeah, if they're putting all of this together, you know, that's like not an insubstantial undertaking. Yeah. It's not all of the like horses at the race. Yeah. 
but it's it's something. Yeah. You know, and, you know, you consider especially since Disney has ESPN and they're doing something separate from ESPN. Yeah. Um, that's something weird. It is something weird. And who knows, like if they rope basketball in golf, racing sports, um, yeah. like you said, baseball, hockey. I mean, like you have I think the biggest nights on cable in every single year are the big nights in sports. I mean, it is mm-hmm. always like the Super Bowl. Um, Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah. World Series. World Series. Any championship games for... Uh, Any championship fight. Yep, yeah. Championship fights, um, which I'm also like, I wonder if they would do because it's obviously a lot of fights are pay-per-view. So well, I'm that's... Like, hmm. But that's where Warner Brothers is coming in. Like, yeah. you know, HBO Sports and HBO Boxing mm-hmm. was like their OG thing. Like that was their first, yeah. oh, you can pay for money on HBO to watch, yeah. you know, fight night. Yeah. Um, so if they can pull that in and then, like you said, like it's one of those things that y- you have to ask if, if they can pull this together and like become an impact, yeah. become impactful, then I feel like they can start getting other people to sign on, you know, like they can get the premier league. Yeah. They can get, um, I guess it's not going to be major league baseball, but like it's, you know, they can start making those, arguments to be like let's put sports in one place yes yes um which kind of just like it's weird because it is we're sitting here saying like yeah like another streaming service for you to subscribe to yeah but it is just like no it's consolidating all of this other stuff yeah you know what i mean but it's consolidating the ones we never talk about it's consolidating you know nfl pass or whatever it's called um or like, yeah, you know, all these, all these different ones. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll be something we'll have to touch in on this as uh, we hear more because like, I'm intrigued by this. Yeah. If I can just watch football and watch baseball and watch all of this in this app and I don't have to be like, all right. What week is it? How do I watch the Patriots this week? Right, let me get an Xfinity uh, login. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And, you know, sports exists still because it is one of the biggest money makers of all time. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's for advertisers, for fans. I mean, it's really just one of those things. And so if they can pull this off and make it yeah. um, worthwhile for every company involved and, like like you said, potentially bring in other leagues I mean, I don't know that there will be a household without this, to be quite yeah. honest. Like, I don't watch a lot of sports, but I'm like, that's intriguing if you're saying I can watch them all, you know, under one thing. <laughs> well, and there's something to be said, too, that this could convert a lot of cable subscribers yes. into cord cutters. Yes. You know, because I said, I remember, not recently, but like years ago, I remember being like, yeah, the reason... Like the two big things for cable are Mm -hmm. still news and sports. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you CNN and all that. But like CNN is part of Apple, uh, Apple. No, it's part of Warner Brothers Discovery now. Like Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff is just like. There's not much of an argument for the cable package anymore. Right. Right. They can get news and sports onto a streaming service. Then that's it. There you go. It's just the people who don't know streaming exists (laughs) left, to be quite honest. Yeah. Yeah. 
it'll be interesting. We still have no pricing on this. We have very little information. I mean, the news broke like a couple hours prior to this recording, this recording being on Tuesday. Yeah. So, I mean, it's very new. Um, we have just the information that it is in fact happening and going forward. Um, but we, like you said, we're going to check back on this as much we can once we get more information and exactly how it's going to be working because it sounds good on paper, but I mean, it's I'm, creating another as app. As is right now, I'm sold on it. I know. And a lot of you people know, just uh, on face value are like, yes, sounds good. What if it's me sports 40 app, yeah. bucks a month? Well, that's a different conversation. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, how, you know, it, it is what it is. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Um, I'm now going to spend the next week wondering what the threshold for how much I would pay to just have all of my sports in one place. I know. Cause it's like, it, it's not, you said it's not insubstantial to be able to have those all in one place and not have to subscribe. Like if you're subscribing to four or five services to watch sports anyways, 40 yeah. bucks is actually cheaper than what you would be paying. Yeah. Not that you'd yeah. be getting rid of some of those other services, but you could get rid of like, I don't know. I mean, I can get rid of Paramount. True. Yeah. Like it's the only thing I do with Paramount anymore. Is just watch, watch sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Paramount. We know you're struggling, but... <laughs> They're taking the last thing that you have away from you. Sorry. Um, Make more Star Trek. I'll subscribe. I know. I know. I feel like they're making a lot of Star Trek. I don't know. They do make a lot of Star Trek. Yeah, I take that back. I guess Star, Star Trek movies is what I'm, I'm digging for. Um, yes, yes. Give me Tarantino Star Trek. There's arguably too much Star Trek for me to keep up with. True, true. You know? Make less Star Trek. We we don't know how to help you, Paramount, but that it yeah. is what it is. It's chaos. Um, maybe Paramount can be helped by Apple. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe they can get a bailout of some kind. As good a transition as anything. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, last year, Apple unveiled their uh, Apple Vision Pro with kind of an insane fanfare. People were very, very into this. I mean, the tech bros were very, very into this. Yeah. Um, but it's finally launched at long last with a price tag of $3,500, um, which is kind of insane. It's more than a new computer. Um, unless you're going super, super insane computer. Um, and this is essentially an augmented reality headset, which is different yes. from what we've seen in the past, which is a lot of virtual reality headsets like the Oculus Rift. This is actually something that you will... It's it's like a big brother to the Google Glass where you wear a screen in front of your face that is yes. clear-ish, and so you can walk around with this on. No. No. So it's not clear. Oh, it's a it's, screen? You're fully immersed. Yeah, it's, oh, it's a full screen, but there's substantial cameras in every direction on the front of it. Mm. And there's a screen that looks at your eyes and shows an image of your eyes to kind of give you. So, like, you are fully immersed, you know. Yes. But it is manageable to, like, walk around with. That's, I think, the big takeaway. So it's not AR. It's not. It's advertised as such. Oh my god! And, this actually changes things. Future like generations of this tech, like we'll get there. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, as as far as I can tell, you're you're in ensconced. Mm. Mm. So, so, so uh, there's that. So there's that. What do you think about this thing? Before we jump into our whole spiel, <sighs> I will start off by saying that thirty five hundred dollars is an insane price for this. Yeah. Um. But that being said, I want one. Mm. Um, mm. It, it's it has a similar vibe to me that like the Apple Watch had, mm. 
when it first came out where it's like, here is like a thing that's just going to replace your watch. Right. You know, and that's like, there are still plenty of people that wear watches all the time, but Mm -hmm. like, it's pretty ubiquitous. Like people like use Apple watches all the time and it's just part of their lives. It's not like my watch. Like there's no novelty to it. It's just my watch. Yeah. 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 Um, And I think this is going to go. And this is, I mean, it's what Apple does. It's what, all of their products are. It's what Why the we iPhone use iPhones. Did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like say what you will about the iPhone, but like, you know, before the iPhone, it was the Blackberry, which is an entirely different thing, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, it, it, there's, I want one of these. I want like the third generation one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I think this is going to be a thing that people are freaking out about seeing people. Like I saw a thing on uh, Instagram the other day of a guy driving down the street in a, uh, a Tesla, Tesla Cybertruck yeah. with a uh, a Vision Pro on and I'm like that's like horrifying but like that's what it's going to be man cuz it's only going to get thinner it's only going to get smaller it's only going to get lighter like they're just going to it's just going to get better yeah yeah and like i'm nearly sold at like walking around with it now if it's just going to get better i will have one of these in my life <laughs> at some point yeah so. yeah i it's really tough because the thing that I keep going back to is I am looking to like knock down on the amount of screens that I stare at every single day. Like that's mm-hmm. my goal is to not stare at my phone and not like do things that I'm not, I don't have to look at my fridge and be like, Oh, there's a screen on it or like all of these things. Sure. That I'm like, and every time I see footage from one of these things, it's like, Oh look, screens everywhere. Like you can have a screen, screen everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And I'm like, I, I appreciate that, and I think it would make my life probably easier as somebody who uses screens all the time for work, for pleasure, for whatever it is. Like, I watch movies all the time. Like, that's just one of those things. Yeah. But it still feels too, not dystopian, but there's something that just is off-putting to me. There's something to it, yeah. Because it's been a long time since we've had the discussion about this stuff. Like, for a while, like, I think 2010, between, like, 2008 and 2015 was, like, VR, look at all the crazy shit we can do with the Oculus. Like, this is the the way that everything, I mean, Google Glasses, like we said, like this, all of this stuff is coming around. And then it just tapered off and like nobody talked about it for probably like 10 years after that. And now we're back to it where I'm like, oh my God. Well, then we've got the Oculus and like the Oculus, what, I think that's the three that's out now, but yeah. Yeah, and and people sometimes have it, but not a lot of people I know have it or use it or care. And so now having this come out, I'm kind of like jolted back into that time like that mindset of like oh my god uh do i need to virtual screens everywhere so i'm kind of like neutral on it at this point that the Mm -hmm. price tag is like absurd but like you said like if if they make a three four hundred dollar version of this that is really good well that's the argument i think that everybody keeps making is like it's called the apple vision pro yeah which it's like there's you know the macbook pro Mm -hmm. and the iphone pro and the you know airpods pro like there'll be the not pro version of this at some point. A hundred percent. And, and I'm much more willing to give that a, give that a, a shot. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just very, very odd. Um, which leads us into our bigger conversation, which yeah. is how this possibly could be affecting the industries that we care about, or a couple of the industries that we care about the TV and movie industries. Um, most, mostly the streaming industries and the theater industry. <laughs> So let me ask you this question. Let's start here. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched a movie in VR? I actually have never. Okay. 
I know you because do. Because <laughs> I do. I have from time to time. And there's something to it. Mm-hmm. In that, like, you can make those screens as big as you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can make those screens huge, the size of a movie theater, the size of an IMAX. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a matter of how, like, your perception of what's being shown to you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we can loop back around to this later, but it does 3D. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. Because it's, like, inherently, like, yeah, it's stereoscopic. Like, it's right. both eyes. Right. I just put both of my uh, <laughs> hands around my eyes, dear listener. Um, yes, like goggles. In a... A, like goggles yes in a true podcast moment um so the only so i want i have a meta quest too i think mm-hmm. um and the thing i will say about watching movies in that is it's not bad mm-hmm. um but the thing gets a little hot in your face and it's ah. two 1080 screens that you're looking at Oh, at most. Um, I think it's 1080. Yeah, at most. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like, so you're not watching like a 4K thing. Mm. Uh, and you can notice the the quality. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe the average person wouldn't do it, but I'm like, eh, this is, I'm looking at a 1080 image. Right, but right. I also watch movies on my computer screen in front of me here that, you know, right. is a 1080 screen. Um, there's a 1440 screen. Right. So the Vision Pro is 4K screens. And that's the big thing I see, keep seeing everyone say is... It feels like you're just walking around. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's high enough quality that your eyes are just like, yep, this is real. Right. No latency. There's no issues with, I mean, I'm sure the dynamic range must be crazy in those things too, because like, yeah, you know, you have to. Because, yeah. And there's like a little dial on the top where you can like black out the rest of the world. So you just see your screens, you know? Mm -hmm. So like the question becomes, all right, here I am. I have my Apple Vision Pro at home. What does a theater offer me at this point that I'm not getting from this? Mm. And I, I will say, like, I'm I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate here because <laughs> I, I well, because I think it it's merited in that, like, yeah, this has the potential. I don't know to kill the movie theater, but certainly to kill the TV, D- which is a wild thing to say. Yeah. Um for for single viewer experiences i mean you could all have you know one on and be sitting in a living room i guess but yeah like that's the thing that i feel like people miss with this is like i watch stuff alone a lot and if i was just in my bed when i would be watching it on my phone and have that i'd way rather have that on i mean it's a much better experience but it's the collective, like, so here's an example. I went and saw Escape from New York uh, at a repertory screening the other night. Yes. And it was literally one of the best experiences I've ever had in a movie theater because it was packed. I think it was a sold out showing. I was with a couple friends. You know, we had some beers. Everybody was into it. Yeah. Everyone understood the assignment. And you just miss that part of the experience of watching things with someone if you're doing it like that. Now, I'm sure you could do like a, you know, a FaceTime meetup where everybody's in the same theater or whatever, and you could have a similar experience because it's all virtual anyways, but it would take some getting used to, you know, it'd be different for For a little bit. Um, So, for sure, you know. Yeah. And that's, and I I feel like that's probably where our opinions are going to not differ per se, but our perspectives are different. Yeah. In that, like, I don't go to a lot of theaters and I don't. Right. 
get that collective experience from watching movies a lot. Right. So like, I'm kind of like, for me, it's much more of a, like, what is the technically yeah. strongest way I can watch this? Right. You know what I mean? And if I can watch a huge, if I can look up and feel like I'm watching a hundred foot screen, watching Oppenheimer in, in watching Oppenheimer in a hundred foot screen and like audio will be a whole thing, but it's not hard to figure that they can get to a point where there's like Atomos surround in a pair of headphones. Easy. Um, Netflix does it. I had it in my fucking AirPods. Like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. So like, um, and like my soundbar, like bounces shit off of my, walls and whatnot Um, it's doable but yeah like that's the thing is like from a technical standpoint there's not a lot of argument about that this could match or be like on a similar kind of level 100 percent. which so for theaters that's like there's the whole event vibe to it that i buy like absolutely like going to the theaters event and like yeah going to barbie going you know um is not the same and like we'll never like you know, sitting on your couch and like looking that way and seeing like, oh, yes, there's other people watching the same screening as me mm-hmm. that are just also sitting on their couch somewhere. I don't think that's going to that connective tissue is going to take a long time to like develop and feel like it. Like, sure. You know, um, but I I just like so theaters, there's the experience kind of thing. But for streamers. Yeah. This is like a different question Mm -hmm. because I mean, I said earlier, like this pretty much can eliminate the TV easily, easily. Um, And there's something to be said for like watching something with others, you know? Sure. But if these become as ubiquitous as like an iPhone having the same screen, that's like, that's just a screen share. Like having the same screen on two devices is just like a zoom. We're doing that right now. Yeah. You know, um, I watch movies over Zoom with people in L.A. like all the time. Like, yeah. Yeah. So like that's like it's not hard for me to imagine the tech. And this is why I was saying like, yeah, like the third generation. Here's what I'm where I'm tuning in. But like totally a place where it's like um, I can put on my headset. Jess can put on her headset Mm -hmm. and not for nothing. But she can put the screen like somewhere else in the room and I could put the screen somewhere else in the room. Right. Like that's a thing that we run into a lot is like, we really want to have like the same thing that's on our TV in the living room playing in our kitchen. Right. So we can go back and forth. You know what I mean? And like, that's just not a problem. You right. just bring the screen with you. Yeah. And it's like, that's not unattractive. Yeah. You know what I mean? I will feel weird. Like walking around my house with that with, on with that on <laughs> but like only for a little while i think there was a while like i felt weird watching netflix on my phone on a bus yeah you know what i mean like yeah get over it not that i watch netflix on my phone on a bus these days but like, but like you know, what you I mean? know like, when you did or if yeah, you ever did it, yeah. it, it's fine and like i wouldn't think twice about it if i was on a bus ride for like an hour i'd be like yeah i'm gonna find something in my phone to stream easy on a plane like yeah yeah Oh, that, that's part of their advertising campaign is you, you can turn off their world around you. I know. Just like, the, I that mean, I buy right now. That's the thing. It's like, this is such a, is such an interesting piece of tech that is, is really attractive. Like there's something so mm-hmm. 
there's something that could be usable for just about anybody, especially in the era where everybody's work and play and whatever, it's always tied to some kind of a screen these days. Like, it yeah. just makes sense. Um, and, like, maybe it doesn't completely replace the TV. Maybe it's something that, like, like not everybody is watching TV with people all day long. Like that's once yeah. a week everybody meets up and watch RuPaul or something. Like it's it's yeah. something like that. Whereas like the rest of the time, I'd rather be watching something in a in a the, in a virtual theater, you know, with great sound or yeah. whatever, you know, with good Bose headphones or whatever. <laughs> it's not it's not unheard of, and it's not something that is just out of the realm of possibility. It's just going to take me a little bit to get to the point of being like, hmm, yeah, that's something that I desperately need. It's something that I want and definitely want to try out because it looks like it works amazingly, yeah. you know? <laughs> you'll, you'll have to you'll have to come by my house sometime and like, yeah. uh, like just strap into a, a theater and watch, honestly, watch Tron Legacy on yeah. my headset real quick because like <laughs> Tron Legacy is fucking born to be watched yeah. in VR. But yeah. like um, just to see what it's like because it's not like what I, like I said, it's not the best thing, but it's like, it's it's something better than just staring at your you know phone honestly probably yeah yeah on it like if you're talking about like a small like eight inch screen versus like you know filmmakers design their stuff to be seen in a theater it's like yeah. all right well okay there you go yeah like yeah so yeah 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 i don't know it's 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 gonna change the game Definitely, and I, like, and I'm not trying to sound like an Apple fanboy here, although like everything, everything I you own have is Apple, is Apple. But like, <laughs> but like, I, you know, there's there's issues with it, and like, I'm just like the, the the there's gonna be a shift in the next five years, you know, definitely, because like Meta's gonna have to respond to this, hundred percent, you know, yeah, um, and if they can respond to this with like something that costs a thousand dollars, right, as opposed to thirty five hundred, like. There you go. Sounds but, good. Yeah. Um, interesting. I think to bring up that a lot of streaming services automatically integrated into the Apple Vision Pro, but not Netflix. Mm. You can watch Netflix like in a browser on it, but there's no Netflix app for the Vision Pro. There's a Warner Brothers Discovery app, yep. Max app, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a Disney app. There's like a bunch of different ones here, but Netflix, not so much. And I think Netflix and Apple have beef, but. Yeah, it also could be because Apple, no matter what, takes a cut of everything. So like there's got to be yeah. some kind of a licensing thing there that they're just not, they're just not looking to get on board with. But yeah, um, interesting. Yeah. But the other thing mm -hmm. that's worth bringing up in re relation to the Apple Vision Pro is its impact on or its relation to physical media. Yes. Because there's no like HDMI port on the side of it. Yeah. To plug in a, a DVD player. Right. Or anything like that. It's like completely self-contained. Yes. Yeah. Um, Which I was actually wondering about. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like there's no like if there are imports or whatever, they're like Bluetooth. Yeah. Or USB-C or I don't even know if they are USB-Cs, but Probably like, just wireless like wireless. Yeah. Um, which I'm not going to try and screen stream a 4K Blu-ray Blu-ray from wireless. my fucking PlayStation to like what? Like how yeah. would you even like it, that's a weird thing, too, because it seems like I think it has an M1 chip in it. I mean, it's it's basically a computer. Yeah. It's supposed to like kind of be a computer um the idea is yeah to replace a computer 
Which is is getting weird these days because I'm like, what isn't a computer now? Like, it, it seems like everything <laughs> is a computer, and like I I'm just you know you got terabyte of storage. Can you get more storage on it? Like, if it's a computer, like you can edit on that thing, but like if you're editing 4K or using yeah. Blender, like is that thing like heating up? Like, no tomorrow. I mean, is there fans in it? Like, what's the I, deal? I have heard of I so I watched uh, shout out the Verge. I watched yeah. the Verge's review of it. Um, and it does supposedly it does get pretty hot, but there are fans built into the front of it to like shoot the heat out the top. But okay. like it's a lot of processing to be on your face. Yeah. Like up against um, your head that's putting out yeah. heat already. It's like it's double the heat. More than double because yeah. the computers get fucking hot. So um yeah, that is odd. But again, back to physical media. I mean, we're kind of seeing the downfall of physical not the downfall, but like it's starting to go away whether we like it or not and in the age of streaming where we keep seeing properties either get canned or pulled from streamers or just never released on a streamer or move from exclusively on max to now it's on netflix for some weird reason like Mm -hmm. it seems like things are not as set in stone as everyone made us believe and mm-hmm. this is just kind of another piece of that puzzle where it's like, well, you can't even try. And you like with a yeah. MacBook, you can like plug in a DVD drive if you really want to and play something on there. You can't even attempt to do that anymore with this. Yeah. And it's just made for streaming. I mean, this would this would hike up. I mean, I think a lot of people would be using it for that theater experience. Like, I think that's yeah. one of those things which would just lead to more people using streaming and less people yeah. going out, you know, <laughs> yeah. at least yeah. for the time being. Cause everyone's like, Oh, this is novel. This is interesting. Um, yeah. And there is some, like, you know, there, the thing I think that's going to happen at least in terms of like physical media versus like the Apple vision pro is like, it's going to get harder. Like using physical, physical media is going to get harder mm-hmm. and harder and harder. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? And like the thing I always go to is like, I don't have anything that can play physical media. Mm -hmm. I have my stack of Blu-rays that I have for whatever reason, but like, I don't have, you don't have anything to play. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I don't have, there's no disc drive on my computer, on my Mac mini. Like I just have these as like a status, like indicator of my taste, I guess. Sure. But like, if you like attach that argument to like, if this is going to end the TV, mm-hmm. then it's like, if I don't have a TV, if I get to the point where I'm like, I just have my headset, I don't have a TV mm-hmm. anymore, you know, which sounds insane, but like no more insane than me saying, I don't have a disc drive anywhere in my life in like 2008, you know, or like I, mean? I don't like, have a landline. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, or any of that stuff. Like, I don't have a tele... Yeah. You don't have cable anymore, um, yeah. Yeah, like, I, it, it, like it's going to become a thing of, like, what physical media can I have that exists that I can still watch? You know what I mean? Right. And there will always be people that, like, throw down or, like, yeah, I have... I know people that have, uh, like, old CRT 4x3 TVs yeah, man. so they can watch stuff in its, like, original way it was intended um yeah man which like power to you but like that's the thing is like it's gonna get harder and harder for the average consumer to 
to want to have that stuff. A hundred percent. And I will say that most people don't care that streaming is compressed, that the audio is bad a lot of the times. Like there's very few instances where I'm pulling up something on streaming and I'm like, oh, this looks better or sounds better than it would if I was watching it via a Blu-ray or something like that. Because yeah. inherently it's all, well, one, it, it's dependent on your Wi-Fi and your internet. Like if it's not good. Well, and it's dependent on your capacity too. I mean, yeah, like, you know, exactly. like streaming something on a, if you have like a 720 TV right. or if you have just like the TV speakers, you know. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and most people don't care and neither should, nor should they, I guess is, you know, where, what I'm coming to, but yeah. it is weird. I just listened to a podcast about physical media today. So I'm like, all of these things are like coming up and I'm like, it's just, it's going to be something that unless it comes back like vinyl does, mm-hmm. it's just going to go away pretty soon. Like it's, I mean, we, we Best Buy has already stopped selling DVDs and Blu-ray. I assume yeah. Target's next to go. I think that all of those, I mean, every time I go into Target, there's like 12 Blu-rays and they're all movies that literally just released. It's only the yeah. movies that just came out, which is why like I bought Past Lives and like, you know, um, John Wick 4 and stuff like that. But that's the only thing you can find. And last time I was in a Best Buy, there was nothing. I bought like the thing. Which is crazy. Nothing. And now all the racks that's- are gone. You can't even find a DVD in a Best Buy now. Um, that's crazy. So it's it's really going away. And I don't know if that's a bad thing or not. Well, I think vinyl is an interesting comparison. Um, and I think CDs are getting into this same kind. I've started seeing like an uptick of people being like, oh, yeah, I'm like starting a CD collection. Like I want like yeah. I want the album experience in like the quality was original. And I'm like, OK, you can download CDs. A, you can download an uncompressed like version of it. Person. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Sorry, I I used to have arguments with people about the quality of vinyl versus CDs, and like, <laughs> oh god, it's all coming back. And I'm triggered. More uh, relevant, but than ever. but no, I think vinyl is an interesting comparison because like there are diehard vinyl heads, if that's a term. Yeah, uh, that like that's the only way they listen to music, and that's perfectly legitimate. And like they have to have a record player, mm-hmm. you know, like. Maybe we'll get to a point where, like, they do start making Blu-ray players that, like, can transmit to your Vision Pro. Right. Like, with no lag or whatever. Like, they, you know. Right. So, I like that idea. I like the vinyl comparison because I have vinyl. Like, yeah, I have, a, I have vinyl. You know, and I like the idea of having physical media. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of having a collection. I used to have a massive DVD collection. I know. You know, um, because I would go to Virgin Megastore and be like, oh, let me clear out the $5 bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I had some choice, choice trash on DVD. Of course you did. Back in the day. But I like having it for a handful of things. Mm. I have a harder time... And we can talk about this for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I have a harder time because I think we might differ in opinions a little bit here, but I have a harder time being like, I have to have physical media because streamers suck. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or not that not that streamers like suck, but like for a lot of the arguments that I see of like, 
oh, well, this could jump around or this could do that or this could do, you know, I might not have it anymore. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I struggle and I want to hear your opinion on this. I struggle with like having a problem with the permanence of it Mm. because here's what I'll say. I, I think about this a lot. If the West Wing left Max, I would be really upset and I do have the complete West Wing set on DVD and I would watch it. I would probably buy a DVD player to watch the West Wing sure. on DVD. I mean, you just go to Netflix. I mean, it's not like. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's so like if it, if just it got like wiped, left, if, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. if it got wiped and they're like, oh, no, we're not doing it. You know, yeah. like it would be enough for me to go to any streaming service that it, it showed up on. Sure. Um, but beyond that, I'm like, I can't think of anything that I am ever like, I need, mm. need to watch this. Yeah. And I see that argument a lot of just like, what if you want to watch something? And like, I realized my like cynicism of this, but I'm like, ah, drag, you can't watch exactly what you want right when you want. (laughs) Oh God. You know? Yeah. Like that's a very modern mentality to me Mm -hmm. that wasn't around before VHS. Yeah. Like before VHS in the eighties, it was like, there wasn't physical media, right? You know, like you went and you saw it in a theater and then like waited for it to show up on TV at some point. If it ever showed up on TV. Yeah. Yeah, Like that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know, like what's, what's your thoughts on physical media and like permanence? It's weird. Cause I never really thought about it that way before. Cause it's not like, um, I think right now I'm not in the mindset of like, oh my God, if I never get to, like, I'll always be able to find the Texas Chainsaw Massacre on 15 different streaming services at any given time. Yeah. It's not really that. I think it's more of just like the feeling of ownership has just gotten stripped away completely. Like there's nothing these days when it comes to media, whether it's video games. I mean, I had Xbox Game Pass for a long time. I got rid of it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, dude, 80% of my catalog is just gone now because I don't pay $15 a month anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing with music. I'm like, oh, I used to scour the internet for music back in the day and just Mm -hmm. download as much as I possibly could. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have hard drives filled with music. And now I have, like, I mean, I still have those hard drives somewhere, but I'm like, now I'm like, it's all on Spotify. And yeah. I, I own nothing. Like, if I got rid of Spotify, I have and nothing. And there's things that aren't on Spotify. <laughs> That's very true. Yes. Yeah. It's very it's very weird. Every now and then you come across these things and they're just grayed out. And you're like, oh. Right. I guess I'm not listening to I this. I guess right. That's it. And and so for me, it's like the these days when, um, you know, you can go into your Steam library and like all of a sudden, like. You know, this is not actually true, but like Left 4 Dead is no longer available because we just don't carry it anymore. And you bought it, but guess what? It's not in your library anymore because it's gone. Yeah. You just don't carry it anymore. That's happening on Amazon. It's like the days of the promises of like, you can buy this and own it are kind of gone. Mm-hmm. And I feel better giving, you know, 
Criterion 20 bucks to own Memories of Murder versus giving Amazon five bucks every time I want to rent it or even giving them 20 bucks to own it, but then only being able to access it through their service when I have Wi-Fi. Hmm. There's there's a certain level where I'm just like, and maybe it's weird and petty and like people aren't supposed to like care about that stuff, but it's the fact that I just, Dude, I feel like I don't ha- own it. Have your feelings. Don't, I'm like, no, <laughs> no I'm I know that. I, I know yeah, that, yeah. but I'm like, I feel like I just don't, I just, I don't own anything I use anymore. Like, I just, I don't own any TV shows. I don't own any music. Video games, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I play, like, Apex Legends, but that's a free game if I got rid of it. Like, I don't own it anymore. Like, it's just something that, like, you can have a physical copy of Mario Kart 8. Like, I'll never download anything because I'm like, you never know. Like, I buy the physical thing because I'm like, I just want to know that I have this thing regardless. Um, It's funny because Mario Kart 8 is literally the only Switch cartridge I have. Yeah. (laughs) It's the only physical one, and it just lives in my Switch. It's always there. Um, (laughs) But you own that that, thing. uh, But, I mean, it's interesting because that brings, like, an actual parallel into my mind of, like, yeah, like... Mario Kart 8 is always there, mm-hmm. you know, like regardless of what the situation is, you know, um, whenever you need it, it's there. <laughs> yeah. The concept. It's interesting because I buy into your your concept of of like ownership and like I want to like explore that more like for me because it's weird because I, you know, I was saying I used to have like a massive DVD collection. Yeah. And I got rid of it mostly because like of space pain in the ass to move around yeah 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 i mean it was like you know probably i don't know three four hundred dvds god like (laughs) maybe not 400 maybe like 300 i think but like and like that's just like a lot a lot of space and a lot of like you know space in in a small new york city apartment totally um and so like the the concept of ownership turns into a thing of like i was pretty proud of that collection and there was part of me in that collection yeah and like i don't know if this is like kind of the the thing that you're you're getting towards in in your ownership thing but like ownership to me was like something that i deemed worthy of being part of my life yeah which i like i i can get behind that um yeah and I mean, like, it's literally the reason I have all of the Blu-rays that I still have, despite not having a Blu-ray player. Right. You're like, who knows? Like, these are a part of me. This is a part of my personality. And like, regardless, they're there if someone has a Blu-ray player and they want to watch, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, And like, for me, I, I also like you know, when I was a kid, I, I used to have a ton of DVD. Like my family just had a yeah. bunch of garbage trash stuff that it didn't really matter. Like at this point... I'm not going to a dollar bin and just buy it. Like when I look at yeah. movies at like a what discount place, I'm like, okay, like the last couple I bought at a, at a $1 or $5 bin were like Barton Fink, Armageddon, Inglorious Bastards, like some favorites of mine. And now Found I'm like- Glorious Bastards in a $5 bin? Dude, That's I crazy. was like, let's, it was a DVD, so it wasn't like a Blu-ray. But <laughs> oh, okay, at the right, same right. time, I'm like, the ones I'm buying on Amazon or Criterion or whatever- There are ones I'm like, I need to have this because it is something that I know that I'm going to regret not having in the future if something Mm -hmm. were to happen. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what that something could be. Well, but. And I mean, like that, you know, sounds catastrophic almost, but like, say your internet's down for two days. Yeah. And I'm like, hey. You know what I mean? 
But also like, like not online is like what you're talking about. Like what happens if I'm not online for a period of time? A hundred percent. But the other thing is I bought John Wick four. Four people have been like, fuck, dude, I don't have Paramount and I'm not subscribing to it. Can I just borrow the DVD? And I'm like, okay, so it, it's paying for itself. I've already That's seen legit. it twice. It's paying yeah. for itself over and over because I'm bringing it to someone tomorrow, you know? So it's like, there is that thing where people, like, not everyone is insane as you and I subscribing sure. to streaming services. And most people don't even have Netflix anymore, I'm realizing. So it's like they have Hulu and like HBO Max, and that's kind yeah. of it. And so a lot of people are just like not seeing a lot of films. And so I'm like, you know, if I can at least build up some kind of library of films that I love, it'll be useful to me. Maybe it'll be useful to someone else in the future. And it's just the same way I'm like, I still, the catalog of music that I have is still, I still cherish that because I'm like, oh, yeah. I have all these files. It's not like I own the vinyl prints of any of these things, but it's like I own these and I can do whatever I want with them, you know? Um, yeah. So... I don't know. It's a weird. You bring up an interesting point. Yeah, I mean the ownership thing is is like is is something. Yeah. And there's also it, there's also something to be said for like we are people that watch a ton of movies like you were saying. Yes. And we watch a lot of different movies. I mean, every week we talk about the three new movies that were or new shows that we're watching right. that we've never seen before. You know what right. I mean? I I would say one in 50 is maybe one that we've seen before. Yeah, easy. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are like, I rewatch my 10 favorite movies over and over and over again. Yes. And from that point of view, I'm like, yeah, like going, oh shit, two of these movies have moved to Netflix, two of these movies have gone over to Hulu. Like, that would suck. If, like, it, it's, it's a matter of scope, I think, too. Totally. Because I think, for me, the physical media stuff, I'm like, there's too much. If I started another physical oh, media dude. collection, it, I'd go out of my fucking mind. It's insane. Like, I'd have a wall in my basement that was just DVDs. Yes. And, like, my wife would be super mad at me <laughs> for sending thousands of dollars. Cause, like, <laughs> On plastic. Because I, re I remember that. I remember that being like, oh, my God, I probably should not spend... <laughs> I should probably not spend $60 for the DVD of the departed because it's at Kim's video three days before it's right released. Right. And I can go home and watch the departed right now. Right now. Um, yeah. You know, but like it's, it's tough. I mean, it's weird because I, I feel like you see all of these arguments that are like physical media, physical media, physical media. Mm -hmm. And I, I buy into that kind of, but also not everybody's going to land in that yeah. group. And even the people that would land in that group of like, I watch a ton of new movies all the time, like are going to land on different ends of the spectrum of physical media stuff. But hundred percent. And who knows, like in 10 years, in five years, I might be like, you know what? I actually don't need these. And as it stands, it was a dark like, day when I dumped a lot of my DVDs. Dude, I can't at this point, I'm like, I can't really imagine doing something like that. Cause I'm like, well, at least I have these. Like, at least if all else fails, there is, if I get rid of every streaming yeah. service, which, you know, I've gotten close to doing a couple times, at least I know that I have my favorites. The core. Yeah, the yeah. ones that I cannot live without. Um, yeah. And 
it is what it is. Like you said, most people, I mean, I know people who are like, I just, I put Inglorious Bastards on to go to bed. I'm like, well, that's, yeah. you're getting good use out of your DVD. That's a there. whole lot to unpack. Yeah, that's a lot sure. to unpack, but it's like, <laughs> that's my comfort movie. And it's like, okay, you know, yeah. do what you want with that. But so it's weird. I mean, it's as two people who watch a ton of films, I think that, like you said, we land on both sides of the fence, but even as casual movie watchers, I think they'll all land on different sides of the fence too. And um, yeah. everyone got so comfortable with the streaming model that it seems like everything is going to be there forever. And even if it's not, you can still find it. But there's also a lot of stuff that is gone that will never return. And it's like, yeah. maybe that didn't even get a physical release, which is weird. Like a lot of Netflix and Apple stuff just will never be physical, um, which is kind of yeah. odd to me. Cause it's like Apple can, you know, void their entire catalog at a moment's notice if they want to if it's just not working for them yeah and then killers of the flower moon gone like i'm glad i saw it you know um yeah. so yeah yeah i don't i mean i'm not like saying everybody should buy dvds or blu-ray i don't think that's true i think it's just like if you feel like you should own something do it you know i pay yeah. i paid five bucks for the thing cool i love yeah. that movie I pay five bucks to rent it. So I'm like, I might as well just buy it and I can watch as many yeah. times as I want. So bird in the hand. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, I feel like we can wrap up this argument, but I want to wrap it up by saying yeah. like, if you are concerned and this is going to come off preachy and I apologize, <laughs> I love you dear listener, but this is going to come off preachy. If you are concerned about like your favorite movies, just like disappearing and like not being able to ever see them again, like learn about and become an advocate of film preservation hundred percent because there is so much of that that is happening on like a very real basis of like, yes. there are these movies that were made that are just never like literally never going to be seen again. Yep. You know? Um, yep. And that's, you know, I don't mean to end on like a scholar, no. like a school <laughs> like note there, but like, you know, um, but there's a, a great movie I watched a couple of weeks ago. I think I talked about on tuned in um, about film preservation and I haven't stopped thinking about it since. So it's yeah. like, you know, um, dear listener, look into Martin Scorsese's, uh, is it the film archive? Whatever, whatever he's doing is like his film yeah. preservation because I mean, he is one of the biggest advocates for that. And I mean, he said, he's like, there are prints that have deteriorated so beyond the past, the film the foundation point, is the film foundation yeah. yeah past the point of being able to be saved and nobody cares because it's a lot of stuff yeah. that's like independent foreign stuff that nobody it never got a wide release and you know would never have seen the light of day anyways but it yeah. is still part of film history so i you know i think it is an kind of an uplifting note that you're lit at ending yeah, on it's like there you go care about films care about film history yes there's a yes. lot out there and it's not just the stuff that came out in 2023. <laughs> we have to build these foundations so that in 50 years when, you know, Netflix's like back catalog that they pulled off 20 years ago and haven't put up isn't like sitting around being like, oh, well, this is behind three passwords that like the guys who have the passwords haven't worked here in 10 right. years or uh, this is hypothetical, but like no shade to anyone at Netflix, but like, you yeah. know. Like we need to build this foundation of film preservation to make sure that it continues to be preserved going into the future because there is a lot more now. And like just because it's on a hard drive doesn't mean it's preserved. Exactly. Exactly. You're going to want to watch The Gray Man forever. Over and over <laughs> and over.
Oh, God. And on that note. And on the Gray Man note, let's do some recommendations. <laughs> it always comes back to the Gray Man. Um, yes, let's do some recommendations. Uh, this was your recommendation this week. Well, kind of. I mean, this is. I mean, a, it, uh, it, we, it was teed up by our topics. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> it's not a it's not a stretch. Uh, but a recommendation this week is a movie that we own on a physical copy of. Yes. So physical media all day. All day. And I do want to point out, so we have started something different with recommendations because we have recommended some 300 movies or so over the past it's three or four years. Yeah. So we've decided to break up every year of Pixel Splitters into seasons. So every season we will be restarting our recommendations. So if we have recommended something in the past on a pa- on a past season, we can also recommend it here. Although we have, yes. I mean, we've seen a lot of films that we can still recommend, but sometimes we double up. You know? I mean, this is lucky because like we're talking about my physical media collection, which is favorites. 20. Yeah. Blu-rays. Yeah. Um, most of which I'm pretty sure I've recommended before. I'm uh, sure. So I'm going to um, throw out one here. Uh, I'm going to go first if it's cool. Yeah. Um, well, now that I think about it, I may or may not have recommended in the past. Um, but speaking of Martin Scorsese, I'm going to recommend Gangs of New York. Yeah, dude. Underrated. Um, underrated. Long movie. Um, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, Daniel Day-Lewis, Cameron Diaz. Mm-hmm. Um, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Like just. John C. Riley. One of. <laughs> John C. I forgot about John <laughs> right? C. Right. Um, one of the, uh, one of Martin Scorsese's kind of just like, Oh, I'm going to make a gangster movie. Not about gangsters in like the seventies and eighties. Yeah. And it was like, Oh shit. Like this movie's crazy. This movie is so violent. So violent. Um, which is like something to say about a Martin Scorsese movie, Mm -hmm. um, compared like violent compared to his other movies. Yes. Uh, but Great Leonardo DiCaprio, great Daniel Day-Lewis, and, like, the two of them playing off each other is excellent. Yeah. Um, I have this movie on Blu-ray because I had this movie on DVD. Mm. I had this movie on DVD, and it was a two-disc set because the movie was too long to be on one DVD. Oh, yes. Which is something. Yes. Uh, And, you know, there's something to be said for, like, you know, all the conversation we had there of, like, inheriting, like, a love of a certain movie on dvd absolutely um but yeah i mean gangs in new york is incredible um i have walked around it's in uh it takes place uh, the what the corners i think yeah uh, is in downtown new york uh it's chinatown now Mm -hmm. um i walked around like (laughs) the parts of that and like yeah i I was big into this movie in college but yeah uh, yeah, there you go. Gangs of New York, Martin Scorsese. It's a great one. I saw in high school, it was actually assigned to me because I needed extra credit in a social studies class. So my teacher, shout out Lacey, she was like, watch this movie and write a paper about it. And I was like, nice. Nice. This is That's phenomenal. very violent to be uh, assigned in a high school class. <laughs> I know. I must have been, uh, hopefully I was 16 or 17, but yeah, um, a it's banger. Like, uh, my, my psychology class in high school, we watched Memento. Holy which okay. I don't know if you remember how Memento starts. Yeah, dude. With like, beg my wife's forgiveness before I blow your fucking head off. Yeah, dude. There you go. And then the whole there's movie a, uh, itself is just very dark. Um, yeah, there's a movie for a high school classroom. Yeah, phenomenal stuff, though. Um, that's a great one. And honest to God, I think it would make a great double feature with the movie that I'm going to recommend, which is a movie Ooh, I nice. just got on DVD. Um, 
I think this was because there was a there must have been a deal on Amazon for this steel book, but I bought uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, which is just the coolest looking steel book I have um, nice. now, which is uh, Toby Hooper's absolutely deranged and horrifying, yet strangely like like bloodless horror mm-hmm. masterpiece because you go back and watch it's like you don't really see any blood like you never see Leatherface kill anybody in it which is so crazy because everyone's like yeah. it is the goriest movie of all time it's like it's actually it's, not it's Jaws vibes yeah it is Jaws vibes um, with less blood than Jaws honestly it's weird um, this is a movie about a group of teenagers who are trekking through Texas I believe going to a funeral and happen upon an abandoned house that is where Leatherface and his fucked Everything up family resides poorly. Um, this is one of those movies that to me doesn't really age. It's so crazy. Like, cause it's supposed to be in this era. It's grimy. It's like borderline grindhouse the way that it's made. Um, it's so visceral yet at the same time, there's something like almost supernatural feeling about it. The people in it feel real. It's like the first of its kind in this kind of like just mean spirited slasher. You know, Freddie, Jason, Michael Myers, like they're all kind of campy. There's mm. nothing campy about Texas Chainsaw. It is mm-hmm. just brutal. Um, and it's still like to me, it still holds up. It like the the grit and the grime that you get off of the film stock is so perfect. Yeah. And the last five minutes of this film are probably some of the most influential in all of horror. Just her in the back of the car screaming, him swinging the chainsaw. It's just, it yeah. is just something to behold. So um, I'm, I can't believe I didn't really own this before now, but I'm glad that I waited until I got an actual like limited edition copy of it, which is cool. Um, nice. But yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is my recommendation uh, for this week. Awesome. Yeah. That is a good pairing. Yeah. Very fucking violent pairing, but you know, yeah. It's what happens. That's how it goes. Um uh, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh well, I guess we can bring it home. Yeah. Um that was a good conversation. I like that. It was. I feel like I have new things to contemplate. A hundred percent. Yeah. In a in a slow good. news week, this is yeah, always the goal. Yeah. <laughs> um so Let's bring it home. Josh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, people can find me on the internet on either Instagram or Letterboxd at Josh J. Fuller. And where can people find you on the internet, Willis? You can find me on the internet on Instagram and Letterboxd at Willis Film. Uh, and if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on pixelsplitters.com. Or you can find us on Instagram and Letterboxd at pixelsplitters, where you can find all of our recommendations, including the Gangs of New York and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Jeez. We've got a couple couple location films yes yes new york and texas oh wow State films oh my god yeah. okay there you go okay <laughs> gang violence and slasher violence serial yeah. killer violence <laughs> yeah um there we go yeah. um all right i think uh we'll say dear listener keep plugging away at your oscar watches yeah uh, we're coming up we got about uh as of the release just under a month just over a month until the oscars it's crazy so uh so get to watching yeah. um and we will uh we'll be here you going will. through it <laughs> we will we'll be going through it with you although we're in a much better shape than we were last year so hopefully not as much. last year was a lot yeah yeah a little painful but <laughs> all right you want to take us out yeah sure um end of pod <laughs>